0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. I'm Mary. This is our show, I forgot my line.
1: What do you mean you forgot your line?
0: This is our show.
1: I thought this was what you said.
0: Yeah, but there was a pause, because I forgot the line.
1: Oh, you're not putting that in, are you?
0: I guess not. Um, unless you're hearing this guys. in which case I put it in. You know, we'll we'll see. So right now, we're just putting the finishing touches on the files for Objective Shreveport. Which is one of our two games coming out next month. The other one is Table Battles, which we pretty much have ready. We've just ordered the cards for both of those games from our card supplier, as well as the cards for 4X, which is our one of our October releases. And this next week, you're going to be laying out the rulebook for 4X. That's right. And I'm really looking forward to what you do with that. You always do a good job with the layout of the rulebooks. You know, sometimes, folks... When they're talking about us, and, you know, thank you for talking about us, uh, they'll say stuff like, Tom does this, Tom does that. It's very Tom-focused. I think partially because I am, in some ways, kind of a public face. I'm the one who's in the videos. I'm the one who's doing the interviews because you're a bit more shy than I am about that yeah, kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, but I have to hold the camera. Well, when so we're doing kind the videos. it's hard for me yeah. to be in front of the camera when I'm holding the camera. I mean, I
0: can hold the camera. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if you'd trust me to hold the camera, but I'm not that clumsy. Oh,
1: I didn't mean that. didn't mean you were clumsy. You know how to handle or how to hold a camera and how to handle it. I mean. She's not very good at it.
0: Yeah. You are, though. Like all the photos that we, we have to, you know, advertise our games on the website, you take the photos, you do the layout of the rule books and the charts and packs, you do the layout of the blog posts and the newsletters, you're the one finding all the historical stuff that's going up on Facebook. You know, the did you know kind of stuff, and uh, here's this historical photo stuff. And even the other stuff that I, I do handle, like the counters and the covers, it still has to pass the Mary test first.
1: I just give constructive criticism, that's all. Like, this sucks.
0: (laughs) That's very constructive, yes. This is very helpful. Like, I know if you said this...
1: I I tell you, you should do this, you should do that. I I tell you how to move stuff around and how to make it look better. My, My art background came in handy.
0: So, I think, you know, everyone should know that you do these things, and you're a big part of what makes Hollenspiel a success. There's a reason why it's called Hollenspiel... And and that Russellspiel, and that's because of you. You are the essential ingredient that holds everything together. And I really wish everyone knew that. And I think we all should have all y'all. We all should have a uh, Merry Appreciation Day, which which should be every day, really.
1: I I really don't need to have people know what I do. Uh, I'm I'm not in this for the fame. <laughs> I'm I'm in it for the money.
0: <laughs> well. Well, I want them to know start, what to Start
1: making me some money.
0: I'm trying. <laughs> the other thing we've been doing this past week or two is we've been working on fixing some errata. Now, we don't have a whole lot of errata in our games. I don't think we have any, like, real, like, major errata. Like, some games that come out these days and there's a lot of stuff wrong with them, Maybe an update kit or something. It mostly is just like, well, this sentence shouldn't be there. Or, you know, there's this vestigial um Vestigial. Yeah, to uh Contradiction, and you know we try. And I used to, I used to like when I started playing war games. I used to have like a really no tolerance attitude for any errata from a game I bought. Like if, I, if there was errata in a game, I'd be like, they, they didn't do their jobs. This this game, how how dare they have errata? But since we I've been designing and since we've been publishing, it happens because it's a human endeavor, and human people have have limited bandwidth, as it were, and we can go over something. 20 times and then on the 21st time find something or maybe not find it and then someone you know on bgg or constant world finds it and it's like how how did you miss this thing And it's like well we didn't see it finding the first 21 passes we had other people look at it still didn't find it had the designer look at it and you know we still didn't find it so we haven't really had any major errata which i'm thankful for probably the closest thing we've had to that is probably with horse and musket and a lot of that more is with the optional rules and it wasn't really so much errata as there are some things that could be phrased more, more clearly.
1: I mean, when I read through it, I find lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't catch everything. Yeah. You don't catch everything. No. The designer doesn't catch everything.
0: And we just uh, kind of put through another draft of, of that book, which uh, Mary's going to be laying out again. Because, of course, every time we make changes to the rules, it kind of puts the layout out of balance. Which, I think is Mary's favorite thing, is having... <laughs> Have to lay it out again,
1: Oh, yeah,
0: and try to make this one line go on this page. Really, we should try to do that for all our games. Like months and, later, and it's
1: always the page or pages where I have no room left. It's mm-hmm. always are the ones where the changes need to be made. Yeah.
0: Now, sometimes if you can't fix it at all,
1: like
0: like there's this one or two lines that they that will not move. You know, you and I will I just
1: destroy the game. I said that's it.
0: We're not that, doing it. That's actually not how... No, that's not what we do.
1: <laughs> we're not doing this game. I, I can't fit this on the, on the page if uh, we're not doing the game.
0: Yeah, just, just let's get rid of it. No, uh, what we'll do is we'll look at it, and we'll look at the text on the page and see, you know, is is yes. there a line that has, like, one or two words on it? Can we somehow, uh, through changing the spacing or kerning or through even slightly rephrasing the rule, well, bring that up?
1: Yeah, the... That that's that's no problem as far as the kerning, but mm-hmm. it's rephrasing because you you have to make sure the meanings that, still that what yeah what you have put in there has the same meaning. People are going to understand it.
0: Yeah, And I know with my own rule set when I'm writing the rules, I try to make it as concise as possible with with a little bit of flair here and there, a little bit of, of humor here and there, but I try to make it basically very very concise and straightforward and you know it's how can i make this more concise than it already is and that's sometimes a challenge
1: reminds me of that time that i did the rule book came to me it was supposed to have been edited
0: oh god so this is not a hollenspiel thing we should be clear this is this is another project she was working on
1: it was supposed to have been edited and i had to make a huge amount of edits myself and and corrections of her stuff.
0: Yeah, basic grammar wasn't there.
1: She did, yeah. Um, she, there was mis, There were misspellings. There were uh, grammatical errors of the wazoo, and she didn't understand the rules. So a lot of stuff was wrong relating to how you understand mm-hmm. the game
0: to the point where they should have just given you the thing to proofread in the first place when you were laying it out. Yep. You know, the proofreaders we have worked with. Have generally been very good proofreaders. Travis Hill, for example, who just helped us out with table battles, he did a phenomenal job. And he understands the games, and he understands how I write rules to games, because his edits maintained my, my voice and, and my sense of humor while, like, removing my overuse of the word that, which I used, like, three dozen times in two pages. I don't know how I managed that, but I did. Uh, and we, you know, you took you that out. You do
1: use it a lot.
0: I do use it a lot.
1: I've just let it go because you use it, but a lot.
0: Yeah. Of course, that reminds me. I think me. he
1: got annoyed. Yeah. By by the way, that that was a good thing. He yeah. He got annoyed because that that may stop you from using that.
0: I I hope so.
1: From now on, overusing it. Yeah. Not not totally, um, you know, obliterating it from your writing.
0: It matches the way that I talk.
1: No, I don't use that that often.
0: I think that I do. But that you don't. <laughs> I try to be conversational with it, and I try to be humorous with the rules sometimes. Just a little bit of humor to kind of, kind of, to lighten it up. Uh, I remember when I did the rules for Prepotent, the horse breeding game, which uh, you know the publisher ended up not, not publishing, and we're talking with other publishers right now about that. It's not really a good fit for Hollingsbeal. I remember there was a rule they had to do with what happens when you breed a horse and you get a new mare, and that was, and then the old mare goes to the glue factory. Just kidding, but she's removed from the game. The proofreader did not like that one at all and was like, "No, that's that is, they're going to get confused. I'm like I don't think they're going to get confused. We say just getting right in there, and you know it." it was gone so hopefully uh when we do find a publisher for it we, we will sneak that back in no you know or no oh oh you know what would be better would be no,
1: no glue factory
0: you know what would be better would be if it said uh, and the the mare goes upstate where it can run on fields with other horses
1: that sounds better that's
0: much worse <laughs> that's so much worse
1: why is that worse
0: because it's something that you tell a kid like oh no the horse isn't better she's upstate where she can run around in the fields, but actually the horse has been killed.
1: Wow! Yeah, I I didn't experience that. Thank God.
0: Well, you didn't have a horse. No, thank God,
1: I never experienced anything like that. Whether you it's know, a horse or a dog or a cat or. Well, yeah, because there'll be whatever.
0: parents who who lie to their kids about the like. Now my my parents didn't do that because like when, when my cat Libby she had a brain tumor and they 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 they, they uh, took her into the vet and put her down and that was my best friend. Uh, until the point I was twelve, because I grew up with Libby, and um, you know I came home and my mom was like, "Yeah, we we had to kill the cat." <laughs> it was awful. It was traumatizing. But like, she did not miss words. She did not like try to find some some way to lie about it. So, but the, but there are parents who will lie to their kids that that you know don't tell, the, especially when they're real young. I guess don't tell the kids that the the pet is has been euthanized or, or died just you know Oh, we, 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 we took them uh, somewhere else and they're happy and running around hmm. different flowers I don't know how many people actually do that and how much that's just kind of a, a cliche that's been, been passed down
1: yeah I don't know I now my mom would say if an animal was taken to the humane society that well I had one two two animals that, that someone else would pick the, the cat up Mm-hmm. Cat would be okay. Mm-hmm. Someone else would pick it up. Now, whether anybody did or they wound up euthanizing the the two cats, I don't know. But I do remember the time I came home and I had no cat. So where's my cat? My mom just decided, hey, I'm I'm tired of the cat. I'm going to take it to the humane society. My dad, got, I was traumatized for quite a while. My dad got home and he he just said, you're going to get that cat. And the next day, my mom went and got the cat. But she just made a unilateral decision that she didn't want... She didn't like animals, anyway. She didn't want the cat. And uh, we're going to get rid of it. She was going to get rid of it, because I didn't. It was my cat.
0: You mostly had cats growing up. And then you had one dog? Was it one dog? Well,
1: two, but I don't remember the one that we had when I was real young that well.
0: And the dog you had that you remember, that was the Basenji, right?
1: No, no, the Basenji was the one I and that, that was my dad's dog okay. um i was like 2 or 3 when okay um when they he wound up having the dog put to sleep because he was biting. the dog was biting everybody except me and the cat um we were the only two who dog didn't bite the vet knew who the person was who had bred the bazenji, and he said that they have a lot of trouble with the At that time, they were having a lot of trouble with that guy's Hmm. animals. He was breeding them too close. He he wasn't he wasn't doing it properly, and a lot of the animals were coming um, out with problems. I don't I don't know if anything could have been done or not. You know, I was little. I really don't know what the problems were other than the biting. I know there were other problems, but that was a big one because my dad was really afraid he was going to bite somebody, and um, you know it was going to be bad. Yeah. But the dog I remember was Lance. He was a Belgian Shepherd. And he was big. Oh my God, was he big? He loved to get in the car. <laughs> if he'd get out of the yard, my mom would just hop in the car and drive around till she saw him open up the door and he was in the car. He didn't get out of the yard that much, but yeah. you know he was big. He'd knock down the gate i mean he was that's not how he got out but he was big enough he could
0: so the main thing i've been doing the last couple weeks is working on doing research for the sequel to supply lines so i'm reading a lot about the american revolution so i've been telling Mary fun facts and this is a problem that i have when i'm researching something and i'm learning about things i want to tell everybody all about it there was a period of time I don't know if you remember this, Mary. It was a very short period of time. It was only like a couple of fun facts, but there was a period of time oh when I God, learned about bugs.
1: bugs. Oh, God.
0: And I was telling you all these things about bugs, and at a certain point, you were either laughing or crying. I'm not sure which it was, but at that, that point, I, I stopped.
1: Yeah, that that's when I went insane. <laughs> but there were really interesting things about bugs. You wouldn't shut up. It just from from the time I got up in the morning to the time I went, to, actually even after the time I went to bed. It, yak 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 about bugs. You don't know how much Tom talks. <laughs> oh,
0: God. I'm trying to get better now, now, at it. Now
1: give him something that he's all excited about. Like suddenly he he knows everything about bugs, which of course he doesn't. But he thinks he does, so he's going to tell me all about bugs.
0: I never claimed to be an expert on bugs. I just was sharing things that I thought were interesting. I'm trying not to do that. I'm trying to get better at that. Like, I have not told you everything I've read about the American Revolution in the last couple of weeks because I'm, you know, I don't want to be that guy.
1: Well, I don't mind a certain amount. I, I like to learn stuff.
0: That's why I was sharing stuff about but, bugs.
1: Yeah, you went you went <laughs> overboard with the bug thing.
0: I think also you're just not interested in bugs.
1: I well, I like bugs. I don't know if you do. Uh, who's the one that actually handles bugs? Because it's not you.
0: Yeah, I I don't I don't touch
1: bugs. No, somebody's terrified of bugs. I'm
0: not terrified of bugs. I just don't and touch them. It's not them.
1: me. I'm not
0: terrified of them. I just don't touch them. There there is a difference. There <laughs> no there is. It's like like I'm not terrified of babies, but I don't touch them. I mean, they are kind of terrifying, now that I think about it. But, and ugly. All babies are ugly. I don't understand. People like, my babies, it, it's hideous looking. Well, I think that's all we have time for today. Bye.